Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. We're glad you've joined us to listen to a message from our pastor, Ashley Ellison. We believe God's Word is powerful and that it can be applied to our lives so that we may live victoriously. Let's join Pastor Ashley now as he shares the Word with us. God has a name for every part of your life. His name is powerful. Jehovah Saba is what I did last time. And tonight I want to talk about Jehovah Nisi. And the reason I bring up Jehovah Saba is because these two words go together. In the kingdom of God and in his name both have to do with warfare. And so they're tightly woven together. God has a way of fighting battles. And he's on the battlefield and he is Jehovah Nisi, the banner that is leading the fight. And we as Christians find ourselves oftentimes fighting battles that God is not leading. And we're asking him to come in and be Jehovah Saba to a battle that he was not Jehovah Nisi. See, Nisi means banner. That's just what it means. It's only found one place in all scripture. And so you have to know that when I'm talking tonight about the Lord being our banner, it's necessary to have him. In fact, I probably got these out of order. I should have done Banner and then Saba, uh, the warrior, because the fact is without him leading the battle and you asking him to come into your battle, sometimes you're asking him to come into something that he's not the banner of. And so I I just wanted to start with that. That was something that God just kind of laid on my heart as I was getting ready to speak. Wow, what I just done and what I'm doing tonight. Um. Exodus 17 is where you find this passage. So if you have your Bibles and want to turn there, or we'll have it on the screen. God's people were in a battle with the Amalekites. And and we know that God had used Moses to go in and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. I mean, everybody has heard that story. If you haven't, in, in Exodus, in the word, Moses led God's people out of Egypt into the wilderness, and while there, the Amalekites wanting to try to destroy them. Amalekites wanting to come in and just mess up their life. See, there's always a battle for God's people. <laughs> you just don't ever read where God's people just made it and everything was wonderful. There's always a battle when you sign up for God's team. And if you're a Christian, you've got to not freak out that there's a battle. You just need to know that there is one, and, and, and there always has been one. There's always battles because we're in a war. The Amalekites wanted to destroy them, and you need to know the Israelites, God's children, had an enemy. We are God's children, and we have an enemy. And our enemy, the devil, attacks us, it seems like, all the time. But here's what you need to know. We also have a hero. And so oftentimes, we're only concerned about learning about the enemy and the attacks of the enemy, and we forget that, well, God set up a hero for us. He set up a way for us to win the battle. Exodus 17, 15, Moses built an altar and and named it Yahweh Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. Jehovah Nisi, Yahweh Nisi, depending on which translation you read The Lord is my banner. And this is where you see the name used. It's the only place in Scripture you'll see it move. So let's study the Scripture a little bit. Exodus 17, verse 9, backing up a little bit. Moses commanded Joshua, 
Choose some men to go out and fight the army of Amalek for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded, fought the army of Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses, Aaron, and Hur climbed to the top of a nearby hill. And as long as Moses held up the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. As long as the staff was held high, they'd win. Battle was not won by might. It was not won by strategy. It was won by the Lord providing a victory. And we've got to understand that that's the way we fight our battles. We'll say, Pastor, so you're saying I need to go get a a rod or a staff or something to hold up? No, you have to understand what all this represented. In Scripture, as we read Old Testament, there's always a type and shadow. Type means that there's something that resembles something that we're dealing with now. The shadow is a reflection of God in what's going on. So you've got to find that God has a way to bring his victory into our situations. And what we've got to do is do our part. We've done message after message. God will do his part. He's faithful to do his part. The problem is oftentimes people aren't doing their part. We partnered with God for him to do his part and us to do ours. Our battles we face are the Lord's. Now, we got to recognize that our battles have to be understood and have to be taught based on knowing the names of God and the advantages that come by knowing that. See, we we have an adversary, we have a spiritual enemy, we have a spiritual attack. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner, is always going in front. We're fighting for something, and what is held high is what we're fighting for. We have to understand that what is held high is what we're fighting for. That defines who we're fighting for and what we're fighting about. The banner defines who we're fighting for and what we're fighting about. The banner does that. If you look at the United States of America, our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, is about the flag standing. See, the banner, a banner could be, symbolically speaking, a flag. And we have the flag that we're fighting for. And so we're fighting for this. As long as the flag stands, we're still in the fight. We're still in. And so what God is saying is, is I am the banner. God never left. He's always there. So your fight's always worth fighting because God's always going to be the banner. And and as long as we will hold the flag high and keep it in a place of honor. Now, I'm not going to have you all turn around and look, but there is a flag back there on the wall. If I could put a flag right up here in this corner and I were to look to it and you're in a fight, you could look to that and you could stay in the fight. Well, wait, I need to be engaged in the fight. Yeah, but you've got to look past the fight to why you're fighting. Otherwise, the fight's not as important. So as long as you can see the banner, as long as you can keep your eye on the banner, and in battles, here's, what, here's the thing. Your feelings sometimes tell you you're winning, and sometimes your feelings tell you you're losing. 
Come on, some of you have been in a battle and you're like, man, I, I, I just feel like I'm losing this battle. I've, I've counseled this a hundred times. I, just, I don't know how to get by. I don't know what to do. I just feel, Pastor, I just feel like I'm losing. I'm praying. I'm trying to believe God. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I've even fasted and prayed and I've, I've done everything I can according to the word and I just feel like I'm losing. I feel defeated. Well, let me just tell you, that's why you have a name, Jehovah Nisi. Because your feelings that you're losing will end up deceiving you. You've got to look past your feelings, past the feeling of losing, and you've got to see the banner. And, and as I'm explaining this, Jehovah Nisi starts coming to life for you. See, God is over me. He's bigger. There's a bigger cause. Those in the middle of the fight were at ground level here in Exodus. I, I just love this. Moses is holding the staff of God over his head. Now, you've got to know about this staff because this represents something really, really cool here. That staff is the same staff that parted the Red Sea. That staff is the same staff that brought water from a rock. And let's even go back before that. It's the same staff that God said, Moses, lay that staff down. And then what did he do? He told him to pick it back up. What happened when he picked it up? It, it, was, still, it, it was still a staff. It was still a rod when it was picked up. By, but you've got to know it became a symbol of God's yeah. presence at yeah. that point yeah. in his life. Now, you've got to get this. Our lives are the same way. Wow. We lay our lives down before God. We submit our dreams, we submit our will to his will. And then you pick your life back up, and when you do, it can be used by God to change circumstances. Wow. I just, you can't talk about this story without getting the preface before he got to saying, I'm going to build an altar and we call it Jehovah Nisi. You, you got to understand when you submit your life and you give it to him, you then become the instrument in God's hands. You become the staff. You become the one. See, well, what am I any good for? There's God. You're the staff that God used to bring water from. You're the staff that God is going to use to bring his name into this thing. You, you've got to see what you are. You laid your life down. You submitted your life to it. You gave it to him. And when you got back up, Life changed for you. Some of you Sunday at the end of the service came forward and you said, okay, I lay my life down and I submit to you. I don't even understand all this, but Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive everything. I don't understand, but spirit come over me. I want the power. I want everything that God has made available. And all of a sudden like that, you had laid your life down and you submitted yourself to him and said, I'm going to get all. They see, God's desire is for you to be a staff that's usable, that God can use. When Moses turned his life over for God to use, God used him, and it's the same for us. He held the staff up, and he won when the, held, when the staff was held high, and he started to lose when it was low. Now know this, it was not skill that won the battle. It was above the natural in this situation. A spiritual realm was engaged. We, we got we to look at this. In, in Scripture, in Exodus 17, it's verse 9, it says, I will stand at the top of the hill. Very significant here. He was looking over the battle. So what, what he did is he put himself at a place where he could see 
the fight. Moses did is leading this thing. He put himself in a position where he could see what was going on. A spiritual realm was engaged that we really don't understand here. And I'm just telling you, you don't understand everything in the natural. For sure we don't understand everything in the supernatural. But that doesn't give us an excuse to ignore it or to not live by it. See, a spiritual realm was engaged. God's people here on earth are losing so many battles because we're fighting unaware of Jehovah Nissi. We're fighting battles and we're unaware of what's up here. See, we're not looking to the banner. We're just looking at the enemy. We're just looking at the fight. We're looking at how I can get the next punch in. We're looking at how I can win this instead of looking to the banner who wins it. See, he's there. We get into frustrations in life and we're unaware oftentimes of what's happening on the hill, on the mountain. We're not aware of what's happening. So I want to look at what was going on on the hill. We can talk all about your battle, but what I'm trying to do is give you a spiritual truth today that takes yourself out of this realm and puts it in a realm that's up on the hill, a mountain. We get into a frustration in life and it's hard. Our business is messed up. Our kids are facing real life struggles. We see health crisis. We see marriage struggles. You know what? We see boredom in the kingdom of God. I'm just bored. Feeling like you're in need of something different instead of remaining where God has you. In wherever it is. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's in a marriage. Maybe it's in a church. But you just, I just can't remain because But the Bible talks so much about remaining. So we want to make sure we're not just looking at the battle I'm facing mentally and struggling here. I want to see my banner. So I've got to take things past my marriage struggle, my health crisis, my kids, my business, my boredom, whatever it is that God's called you to do. Sometimes it's easy to get our eyes on the battle and take our eyes off of Jehovah Nissi. Come on, are you getting this? It's a big deal. Moses held the staff high over his head. It wasn't under him. The presence of God was in a position over him. Very, very important. We've got to know that there is a power over us that's bigger than the power that you're fighting against. And I'm telling you, any battle you're in, you don't battle things that you know you can whoop real quick. I, I, I don't. There's just some things that I don't fight about because I already know I got a one. There's just not a doubt in my mind. I, 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 there are battles that we don't know about, and those are the ones that get our attention. And so as I continue to talk about that, you have to understand, you've always got to recognize something higher than you. Now, there's a term in military called the fog of war. And I'm I'm looking around at some of you military men, and I, I don't know if you know that term, but I was looking it up, and it's a true term that it's when you get into the heat of battle, there's real problems. There's smoke bombs. There's gunfire. There's noise. Come on, everybody's watched a movie where they've got the, the thing that comes down over your face, and they're, and they're talking on their, and, and it's over, and they're trying to get through, and there's a fog. They can't see everything, so they're going off of other technology. And they're kind of, it's called the fog of battle. It, it's wars everywhere around us, and we forget what we're there for. We're just in the fog, the fog of battle. We've got to maintain a focus when we face the battles of life and not get into a fog of battle. The fog of battle will get you to quit looking to the banner. 
so easy to get our focus off of what needs to be. We can't get ourselves into this battle and give ourselves to this battle and forget that we need to operate from a different place. We've got to see things from up there. You can't just look at where you're at. You've got to get to a place where you can see things through a spiritual eye. See, we've been talking about faith all year. That's seeing things through a different lens. The fog of battle is always dependent on your five physical senses, and you're trying to get technology to help them out. At what point do we get to a place where this doesn't make any sense? I've got to be dependent upon those that have a better view. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, people in the valley would start to lose, and it wasn't because things were changing on the battlefield. It's because things were changing up there. We got to read the rest of the story, and you'll see what I'm talking about. In Exodus 17, verse 12, Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. Well, guess what happened when he started dropping the staff? They started losing. It had nothing to do with what was going on in the battlefield. It had everything to do with what was going on in the mountain. See, it was a different view that, that was causing the situation to change. Moses' arms became tired. He could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands. So his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, as a result Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. I love this story because as you read this, you find yourself warring, you're in battle, same thing day in and day out, and you just get tired. You get tired. And I, I want you to know, I get it. I, as pastor of Christian ministries, I get tired. The battle is to the point that I don't want to even fight anymore. I've, I've been there and I find myself in these places, and here's what you got to fight. You forget about this. You just start fighting the temptation to not pray. There's a temptation in the Christian life to not pray. You start fighting. I got. You start fighting the fight of temptation to read the word. I mean, to eat spiritually. You. There's a temptation to not eat. Now that has never happened to me in the natural. But in the supernatural, I'm just talking about there are times that you have to fight to get in your word because there's a temptation to go do something else instead of being in the word. Everybody has to deal with this. Fighting the temptation to not go to church. We, we fight that. Now, I know I'm talking to a Wednesday night crowd, but there, there's always a temptation of something else. Battle fatigue comes from negative circumstances that overly influence your person, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Here's what you got to know. Moses, God's man, was tired. Don't you think for a second that God's people can't get tired? Moses was tired. He was at a place where he was done. Now, he wasn't mentally done. 
And he didn't want to be done. He was holding that up. But I mean, there was only so long he could hold. Can you imagine holding that staff? And you're just shaking. And I know that God's people are going to lose if, if, I, if my hands come down. And I'm, I don't want that to happen. And, and all of a sudden, here comes Aaron and her. And, and they bring over a seat for him. A rock, a stone. They get him something to sit on. And then one grabs this arm and one grabs this arm. And all of a sudden, his arm's. I even imagine them putting their hands right over his and making sure that grip didn't stop. And he's holding on and he's like, okay. See, he got to a place he's done and you got to see this. You're going to get tired. Moses got tired. The devil is not going to give up. He will be patient while you're strong till you get tired. That's, the enemy's going to do that. He's never going to lay off. He doesn't feel sorry for you. He's going to attack everything he can. He's going to throw everything he can. And you can know that one of his strategies is to, of war is just to wait till you're tired. Wow. That's all. That's, he just wait till you're tired. He's going to attack, and he wants to ruin your life. And here's what I'm telling you. Hear this if you don't hear anything else tonight. That's why you need an Aaron and a her in your life. You got to have it. Someone who will join forces with you. You know, the spirit can be willing. You've heard that, but the flesh is weak. That's a true statement. The spirit's willing, but the flesh, I mean, I'm just, I'm spent. As we submit to God, he will see to it that he will provide someone to come alongside you and he'll point the banner out to you. Boy, I like this. He'll help hold what is necessary so that the Lord can continue to go before you and help you win. What I'm telling you, it was two guys, Aaron and her, that came in and allowed God to have, God's people to have the victory. Moses praised God for him, but he was tired, and he had two other. He will provide. God will provide someone. Come on, somebody needs to hear this tonight. He'll provide someone to come alongside you, and he'll point the banner out to you. He's going to allow someone to come in. God's Word says so many things about what we are to do and how we are to operate, and when you lay your life down, you're able to live by those things, and, 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 and God's just real clear about all of that. But I'm telling you from personal experience, it's always been when I'm looking to God as my banner that I get tired. I just do. I'm telling you, I've done fighting this battle. I don't know what else to do. And I've got to get some help. Every time I've got so tired, it's been amazing to me. I'll get a phone call. God will send somebody. He's just done it countless times for Michelle and I. And, and, and as we get them to come in and help us hold up what God has said to do, we're able to make it. I've got so many stories that I, I, I had going through my mind about how to share that with my own life. And, and God has said, no, don't, don't even talk about those. You have your own stories. Who, who was your last call? Hebrews 10.25 is one of those commands that God gives us. And I just think it's real important that we mention this tonight because it goes along with this story. It says not to neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I want you to know my one testimony that I will give is this is my friend group. You just got to know this is my friend group. Christian Ministries is my friend group. Now that's not to say that we don't have some other churches that we have friends in and that we're associated with, but people here 
are way closer to me than even my own family. In, I, I, mean, I pray for you. I believe for you. I co- just last week, I, there was a member in the body that had texted me a couple weeks ago, and I had not got back to them. broke my heart. And I just went and said, I want you to know I'm sorry. I had every intent to text you back, and I just didn't have to. And I'm, I'm telling that, and we are both got kind of tears in our eyes, and we are like, okay, wait, that's okay. So I don't want to hurt anybody because I love you. Are, are you hearing what? There are just things that happen that, that the enemy wants us to be in battle against each other. And this is my friend, this is where God has me. And I, I believe with you, I pray for you about what's going on in your life. And here's what's really cool. You believe with me and you pray for me about what's going on in my life. And I, I love that. I love that. Moses was tired, the leader of millions of people. And he had an Aaron and a Hur that came in when he was tired. We all get fatigued. We're all struggling. We're all having a tough time. And what that means is you are human. Now, what you don't need to hear is that I'm not advocating being a victim or having a pity party. That's no, so i got to make sure not get in the other ditch here. But we won't have people shame each other because we're tired. That's what, that's, Moses got tired, and he had friends to help him out. He held his arms, and he raised them. Michelle and I have friends. You need friends. We're under the same banner. Now, know this. In a church of a couple, three or 400, whatever, you've got to know that you can't have a friend group that's tight-knit with everybody. But you need somebody. And my job is not to make sure that I know everyone on a first-name basis when the church gets this side, but it is my job to make sure everybody knows someone. So I will oftentimes say, hey, have you guys met? You need to say, hi. you need, I do that a lot. And, I'm, and then I, it's not that I want to walk away and just leave you, but you guys need to get to know each other. Yeah. Why? Because we, we need Aaron's and hers here. We got to have that. Yeah. And that's why the local church is necessary. If you're listening to this right now online, I want you to know online will never take place of the local church. You're never going to hear this pastor say, don't worry about church, just go online. That will never, I want you to have availability online because I want to hear what Melanie did Sunday. Hopefully you do. I want you to stay connected to your local church. It's important. Why? I, I was gone Sunday. I'm not condemning anybody for not being, but don't miss the connection. Don't miss the charge. Don't miss the battle call. Don't miss the banner. See, we're all part of the macro. And I get this all the time. Well, God, God just, he's so big. He goes, I'm a part of the international body of Christ. Okay, that's all really cool, but that. You've got to be a part of the local body of Christ. There's a local body of Christ. Yes, you're a volleyball player. Yes, you're a basketball player. But when you never show up to practice, you're not in the game. And you show up to church to get what the play call is, what we're doing, what's happening. And so you don't want to miss. Now, I know I'm talking Wednesday night crowd, and that's why everybody's amen in this. And just, yeah, that's right, that's right. right. You will not have people if you will not let them into your life. Moses, here, you got to hear this. He let his weaknesses be exposed wow. in front of his brother Aaron. Yeah. 
He let his weaknesses be exposed. And how would they have known to help if they wouldn't have seen his weakness? Guys, I'm having trouble. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. I don't know what was said, but I know that they came to his rescue. And you've got to have friends that will come to your rescue in your hour of weakness. You've got to ask God to bring those people. But let me just tell you, while you're asking God to bring those people, I want to ask you who you're an Aaron and her for. Because a lot of times we're praying for that Aaron and her, but we're not being an Aaron and her to no one. And I just, it goes right along with those that want friends need to be friendly. When people see you, what banner are you flying? My last point. What banner are you flying? What banner are your words and behaviors displaying to those around you? Those who you can reach for the kingdom of God. That, let me just tell you, everybody has some friends outside of here, and I pray that it's not your full-time friend group. If it's your full-time friend group, you, you need to know that you're missing part of the connection associated with the local body of Christ. When you're needing help, they don't really know. They don't know what to do. They don't know what's going on because they've never seen you in your weakness. They only see you at your best. Or they only see you in the realm that you're... We've got to have... We've got to have a Ben and her here, and we've got to make sure that the, everybody else is seeing the banner that we're flying. And the question is, if you're not flying a banner that leads people to the local church, there's a problem. Why? Because God ordained the local church to be the hands and feet. And you, you got all that. Banners mark places and honor people, but they also serve as name badges. And so I want you to know our name badge needs to read, Daughter of the King. He's reading Sunday prophet. It don't need to read weekday sinner. You know, it's got, it's got to read something. What battles are you fighting today is the battle that the Lord has chosen to be his banner over. And you need to know that Moses told Joshua, hey, get some guys. Why did Moses say that? Because he was following the Lord's command. And you've got to have somebody that's helping you know which battles to fight. We need people who will help us access Jehovah Nisi. You're fighting, you looked up and you saw that banner and it reminded you that you're not fighting by your own strength. And I pray that today you see that banner and you see as that banner's flying that God has people surrounding that right there that's helping you lift your hands, lift what you're in need of or having somebody do it so you can fight the battle where God has you fighting, where God has you fighting. We want Jehovah Saba. But we don't want Jehovah Saba without Jehovah Nisi. And they're not two different people. It's the same God. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.